The following audio drama is rated PG-13 for parental guidance. This is Janet Lala Hamblin, sound editor, actor, director, and co-producer on Tartarus, which is a sci-fi horror about an anxious astrobiologist, the terse manager of a secret Antarctic facility, and an AI who keep humanity safe from the monsters they imprison. This is episode one, Terra Incognita part one. In this episode, Bree Lake is drifting, until an unexpected phone call pulls her into a dangerous new life working at the off-books Antarctic facility Tartarus. Thank you for listening. This is Tartarus Episode 1, Terra Incognita, Part 1. Tartarus contains a variety of sound effects and atmospheric noise, some of which may cause discomfort to listeners with sensitive hearing, or distract those who are driving. This is a sci-fi horror series, with some scenes that contain physical threat, injury, gore, or violence. Links to our content warnings can be found in the episode description. Our description also contains links to the episode transcript, and to detailed credits for externally sourced sounds and music. We sense a sinister age on its way. The state of marks and seal shall be most changed. Few to be found content with their stations. She shall be called by the fiercest of names. Then by word and deed shall lead a great race surpassing all men in fame and renown. Yet the thing shall cause the eye to swell and burn, much like the falling of snow. Nostradamus. 1.6 of the Hidden Prophecies. Thirteen billion seven hundred and eighty-six million years ago, the universe entered its habitable epoch. Life. It can be found in the deepest, darkest oceans, leaving the cosmic void. Tardigrades, micro-animals that could be found practically everywhere, volcanoes, rainforests, deep seas, Antarctica, these creatures can survive in the vacuum for ten days. In short, life finds a way. sulfides, there are other solvents as suitable as water. Following my laser pointer, you can see the equations that allow ammonia to take the place of H2O. Neither can carbon chauvinism stop life. There are many alternatives to carbon life, like silicon at higher temperatures. Carbon is not a requirement, and water is not necessary for life. Yes, flood the facility. Ellis? I am sorry, Officer Cullen. I can't do that. What? Why? Protocol B-17 and C-9. Facility in lockdown until external forces arrive. And whose authority? Dr. Frank Drake, an authority on the search for alien life, created the Arecibo message with Carl Sagan. It contains representations of our numerical system, the elements, chemical formulas, DNA structures, 
and the dimensions of an average person, our solar system, and the telescope transmitting it all. No mention of we come in peace. We invest so much energy asking the question, would alien life be friendly, when there are so many more interesting questions. Do they think like us? How do they look, walk, or talk? Who cares if they're friendly? That is classified information requiring a second tier personnel FIO request. When power is restored to the facility, I could print off the relevant paperwork. What is usable under protocols B14 and C whatever? B17 and C9. Yes, what works under those? Only two features air supply and the radio. The radio? Brilliant! While radiopanspermia was discredited, lithopanspermia remains the best theory on how life came to Earth. Bacteria carrying rocks flung through space, crashing down on our pale blue dot. Coming from ancient Greek, litho means stone, pan, all, and sperma, seed. I'm sure you can all uh, guess a more modern derivation of the latter. <clears throat> anyway, I've been working with artists and zoologists to conceptualise what alien life with different biochemistries might look like, for which I have gained an honorary animal behaviour degree from the University of Aberdeen. You see, that's what's so exciting about astrobiology at this point. We can't accurately predict what alien life will be like. Control, this is Apple 7. A specimen has broken free. Designation CAD-1592. Fornius class, quadrupedal, lamprey mouth, surface adhering claws, multiple eyes, extremely carnivorous. CAD-1592. I repeat, a specimen is loose. Can anyone hear me? Over. Please pick up control that helps in lockdown. I need the override codes. Over. You're overrunning again. Sorry, just five minutes. <sighs> Fine. Any questions? Yes, you at the front. <coughs> Hi. Uh, I, I was wondering, don't you think it's wrong that the government and the Imperial College still fund your fringe research when the NHS and proper departments are suffering cuts? Ah, uh, well, I agree the NHS should be funded, but we're not really competing for the same money. Um, astrobiology may seem largely theoretical, but who knows what applications it will have. NASA had no idea they'd help MRIs when they worked on techniques to enhance pictures of the moon. I can assure you I'm certainly not overfunded. Why does everything here feel like it was made in Soviet times? Ellis, does this radio work for personal headsets? Mine got destroyed by CAD-1592. Yes. How do I do that? Setting D. Great. Second question. Hi, yeah. Um, I was wondering what applying to be an astronaut was like, and what made your sister a better candidate? I... Jamila is very hard-working, as I am. She just has a gift for lateral thinking that I don't possess. I got very close, though, that there's nothing to stop me from applying to be a mission specialist again in the future. <clears throat> Any more questions? Relating to the lecture only, please. Yes, you. Hi, uh, yes, uh, I really enjoyed your recent monograph. I was just wondering what your answer to the Fermi paradox is. Why is no one responding? Viola, Viola, can you hear me? I'm trapped in the hub. Cat 1592 is loose. Viola, please answer me. This door is not going to hold. It wasn't designed for Fornius class, and, and I'm afraid. Hello? 
Yes, yes, hello, control. Daddy. It's me, Daddy. Let me out. And that concludes our guest lecture. I'll just answer this last one. Uh, you see, I'm certain alien life exists. Mathematically, it's obvious that there are about a thousand stars for every grain of sand on Earth. So that begs the question, where are they? So I'm fired? Yes. But I'm a permanent lecturer. I'm sorry, Dr. Lake. Tenure lost its tenure years ago. In 1988, to be exact. Why? Don't blame me. Blame Thatcher. It was her dissolution of the monasteries. Said it would allow universities to cut out dead wood. Not what I'm saying, that you're... I mean, why was I fired? We're refocusing and reducing staff numbers in some activity areas while growing in others. You were just unfortunate to be in the former. But I've won awards for the university and... You're not alone in that. What you are alone in is not making money. Astrobiology still isn't sexy yet. Give it a few more decades and maybe you'll have reached the mainstream. I thought being one of the only universities to offer it was a mark of pride. If it makes you feel better, we'd be getting rid of all our medieval history professors. If we had any, that is. Are you replacing me with anything, or just downsizing? We are hiring several new staff members, yes. What courses? Uh, business studies, mainly. I don't believe this! This wouldn't happen in the States, they still have tenure there. If you ask me, it's a good job we lost it. It protects the incompetent and allows them to resist new teaching methods. I didn't. How much you paid again, Vice-Chancellor? You can see yourself out, Dr. Lake. Fine. Be careful you don't cut out all the live wood. <sighs> Sam, make sure no one bothers me for the next ten minutes. Look, I did what you wanted. Now hold up your end. No, that's not what you said. You said you destroyed them. You can't do that. That's... that's not fair. Look, his head wasn't right. N no, he wasn't on anything, but he'd never have hurt those girls, not on his own. Something made him do it. He's an accountant, for God's sake. He didn't even know what cochlears are, let alone how to remove them. Please, I'm begging you. No, I'm not going to... You can't. You can't just hold this over us. I, I just... No, you know what? Fuck you.
You really said that? No, but I wanted to. That would have been... The wrong move, I know. I was going to say a natural response. She compared astrobiology to medieval history, as though my field isn't the most forward-looking around. I just feel... I don't know, like... Like you were born in the wrong century? Yeah. You're good at that, finishing other people's sentences. Not really. You know they're crazy, right? Most unis would leap at the chance to have you. No, they wouldn't. You're at the top of your game. You've won more awards than I have fingers. And you're a genius. No, I'm not. And anyway, you're biased. I envy you. People always need primary school teachers. You're right. Teaching six-year-olds what seasons are is far more fulfilling than being at the cutting edge of science. Hey, I lost my job today. Sympathy, please. Sorry. Do you want... What are you saying? No, you go first. I'm just wondering where my journal went. I was sure I left it on the side. Oh well, I'm sure it will turn up. What were you going to say? Just that I can help you financially whilst you're in between posts. If you need it. It's not... It's not necessary. Thanks, though. I want to write about how I was fired. She said some really tactless things. Are you sure that's a good idea? Something should be done. It's endemic. I have her exact words. I recorded it on my phone when I realised what direction it was going. Isn't that illegal? I'm not going to use the recording. It's just so I can quote her word for word. I'd like to get it in a science magazine. It affects the scientific community. I thought this was for an appeal. Are you sure slandering the university is a good idea? It's not slander if it's accurate. How about I come over sometime later this week and I help you look for new work? Maybe. No. No, I'll look myself soon. If you want my advice, take a break. Do the things you've never had time to do. Hmm. I could apply for ESA again, or hell, I could even apply for dual citizenship and try NASA again. I feel like we're having two different conversations. You heard the word break, right? You're not listening. I have nothing tying me down. This time I can devote myself fully to it. And I support you. I just... I don't want you to get your hopes up. If you ask me... I didn't, Kylie. In any way. I know everything you're going to say. You've said it several times before. When did you lose all respect for my opinion? Honestly? When you said you loved me. How long are you going to hold that against me? I'm not holding it against you. Just being honest. It was a clear sign of bad taste and judgement. I don't think that's for you to decide. Maybe not. I'm sorry, it's nothing personal. How can you say it's not personal? It's the most personal thing in my life. Sorry, it's, it's not a sexuality thing, by the way. I don't care about any of that. I've had... I am... I'm just, I'm just not... I would if I could. It's nothing personal. I mean, I mean that. It's just how it I'm is. I'm trying to move on. I'm trying to be a good friend, Brie. It's just, you make it awfully hard to. I know, I just, I can't. I've, I've got to go. Sorry. Brie. <sighs> Fuck's sake. Why does everything have to be so hard?
The list, a project created by United for Intercultural Action, tallies the death count of refugees and migrants trying to reach Europe at 34,361. Next up, I'll be asking our panel of experts about online data storage. The question of the day being, the cloud, when will it burst? If you have any questions you want asked, use the hashtag Look, I'm sorry I hung up, I just can't... Hello? Oh, um, sorry, I thought... Never mind. Who are you? This is Dr. Moore of Cartage Industries. My condolences on the recent termination of your post. Carthage Industries? They're a scientific R&D company specializing in forensic chemistry. We've recently branched off into biochemistry and would like to offer you a job. How did you know I left my job? You were on a list in a database. An algorithm tracks when the people are removed from their university or company website. We did a follow-up check which confirmed our suspicions. The starting salary is £150,000. That's... For the first six months. A lot. It's more than most petroleum engineers. What's the work? Studying animals biochemistry. I'm sorry, I'm not interested in a job in biochemistry right now. I'm taking stock. I'm going in a different direction. Would you mind checking your emails for a second, Dr. Lake? I send you an attachment to look at. What? Oh, um, sure. I found the email. What am I looking at? There should be a photo. I found it. Let's see. Oh. This is a joke, right? I assure you it isn't. What you have is genuine set of NMR spectroscopy results. And the, these equations? Are accurate, as well as the infrared spectroscopy. This is serious. Listen, I'm not willing to be another Felisa Wolf-Simon. It is. So you've discovered silicon-based life where? Did you artificially create it? I can't tell you those details, unless you take the job, that is. What university is the lab at? It's not at the university. It's at the research station. So where's the station? Antarctica. Is this your first time on the continent? Yeah. Not to mention south of the equator. Did you cost by plane or ship? Plane. Ah, so you are still a Siamese polywall. A what? Polywall. It means a new sailor. One who hasn't crossed the equator. Oh, cool. It sounded a bit... It comes from the word for tadpole. To become a shellback, you have to prostrate yourself before King Neptune and his court gain his blessing. Right. So it's like an initiation ceremony, uh, a hazing. The way I see it is covering your back. When will we reach the facility? We already have. Really? I, I don't see it. We've been over it for about three hours. I've dropped people off as surface hatches miles back that way. Terra incognita. Translates as unknown land. Sounds more like unknown terror though, doesn't it? I never realised there were mountains though. It was flatter in my head. They are the Transantarctic Mountains. You don't actually believe that Poseidon stuff, right? I don't know what I believe. All I know is I've never crossed King Neptune and he's never crossed me. 
You, however, have crossed his water with civil acknowledgement. Right, this is us. Coming to Nana. Entering test chamber three. You've outdone yourself, Ellis. No, station manager. This is merely the most impractical scenario yet. The quality to which I have fulfilled it is equal to all others. What model is the car? I don't recognize it. It doesn't have one. I made it. Didn't you base it off a specific model? It's a theoretical car. An amalgamation of the ten most common cars in usage. I'm getting strong uncanny value from it, Ellis. Can you get that from objects that almost look like other objects? I don't believe so, no. It looks like what an alien shapeshifter would turn into, having seen a car once. I'm just glad it doesn't have one of those dashboard bobbleheads. I can only imagine what that would look like. I can knock one up, station manager, if you're that curious. I'm happy to remain curious. So, what's the advice for this one? You'll want to open a window as soon as possible. A window? Won't that flood it before I can get out? Shouldn't I just open the door? You want it to be flooded. You won't be able to open the door without it. You want it up to your neck, ideally. Ah, water pressure. Apologies, I'm tired today. Of my game. Yes. It has to be equal to open the door. What if the window's electric? And I can't open it. Then you smash it open. I'd recommend kicking it, using a heavy implement or your shoulder. Let's run the scenario as though I can't open it. It sounds more enjoyable. This radio looks real. It is. Shame there's no station for it to pick up down here. Correct. However, CDs have been provided. Let's have a look. Music for humans. Nice title. Straight to the point. This is another of your experiments in averages again, isn't it? The mean average pop song? Utterly horrifying. The water is of a sufficient depth now. Right. Disengage. glass, don't they? Thank <laughs> you. 
what did you do that for? Had everything under control. My apologies, station manager. But the transit helicopter is coming in to land with the new personnel. <sighs> Fine. Make me a towel. Done. I, I, I assume you're my colleague for the next six months. No, I'm just one of the many other people that live in these parts. Yeah, I'm your colleague. You're a doctor? Yeah, my name is... We don't use names here. Not proper ones. My name's Viola. I'll assign you one later. Oh, I, I don't get to choose my own name. It's a cruel world. Any experience treating third-degree burns? No, I'm not that kind of doctor. Figures. Let me guess. Something theoretical? No. Astrobiology. Great. Stick to the path. Outside it, you risk the landmines. Landmines? Standard issue. If you're in a war, maybe. They're necessary to seal off the facility. The only way out is by helicopter. Any attempts to walk in any direction lead to landmines. The pad and the path to it are the only safe places outside the facility. Follow me. What is it that we do here? I was told I'd be studying examples of silicon-based life, but... In the paperwork it mentioned other duties? I mean, obviously I know loosely I wouldn't have agreed to it otherwise. I just don't know exactly. I know this is Outpost 7. Clearly there are at least six others, so there must be a good few of us about. Don't call it Outpost 7. What should I call it? You said it being Outpost 7 means there must be six others, right? Did you consider this could be the seventh incarnation? Outpost 7.0. I did not. Is it? No. Its unofficial name is Tartarus. Use that. After the Greek underworld? After the hell. Doesn't seem that bad. This is the gateway. It's just a weather station. There's no precipitation here. What weather do you care about? It being out of the ordinary is exactly why we should keep an eye out for it. We can also detect earthquakes. What for? We're nowhere near plate boundaries. They can still occur in the interior of plates. Just less frequently. This is the kitchen. It has an oven... A microwave. A kettle. A sink. A washing machine. Oh, and when you use the hob, always put the extractor fan on. I could see them, you know. You didn't have to open them all or turn them on. I understand the concept of a kitchen. Just trying to be helpful. Could do with a bit of a clean, I must say. Through here we have the bathroom. You've got your usual shower and toilet affair. Again, no need for demonstrations. Here we have your bedroom, complete with bed and bedside cabinet. I'll let you figure them out yourself. It seems comfortable enough. Just remember it's your AOR. 
My what? Area of responsibility. Right, and last but not least, we have the living area for, well, living, supposedly. The TV has no signal, but it has a DVD player. We also possess every series of One Foot in the Grave, including specials, should you want to watch them. God knows why. Any questions? Yeah, I was wondering... Save them for the end of the tour. What else is there to see? Everything. This is just the window dressing. This over here is the real deal. Storage cupboard? To the untrained eye, yes. And hopefully to the trained eye as well. Try the handle. It's locked. You have to slide this panel away here. It requires a handprint. And your keycard. That opens the elevator. Right. So, not a supply closet. There you go. Showing off your PhD again. Come on. Settle in. It takes a while. You still haven't told me what it is we do. What did the job description say? It said I'd be studying life in a dangerous environment, and that if I did six months, I'd never have to work again. Also, it came with life insurance. And that didn't strike you as odd? All the in-case-of-death paperwork you had to sign? I thought that was because it was in eastern Antarctica. I mean, people aren't meant to live here. No one in the wider world knows about... this. Whatever it is. I mean, that job description wasn't wrong. You will be studying life in a dangerous environment. It's just safe to say the life in question creates said dangerous environment. How did you hear about the job? I got a phone call from a woman, a Dr Moore. What did she say? Just that it was very important work and that someone of my background would excel. Do you like the music of James Blunt? Uh, um, sorry? It's a simple question. Not particularly. Every time. Why does no one appreciate him? He's a true songsmith with a cracking voice. All pleasure's the same. It just keeps me from trouble. Hides my true shape like Dorian Gray. Cracking stuff. What does this have to do with the job? Not much. But it has a surprising amount to do with the next six months living here. If you're lucky, that is. If I'm lucky? It's a dangerous position. Hence the paperwork. I... I may be having second thoughts. You wanted to do important work. This is important. The next chopper visit isn't for six months anyway. You signed the forms, you do the job. Simple as that. So the life is... dangerous? I... I thought it was just bacteria or maybe micro-animals. They're not... they're not... dinosaurs, are they? No. Steven Spielberg did not predict the future. Is it alien life? I'm in the right ballpark, aren't I? I mean, it's hard not to be with a secret underground facility. There's only so many genres of balls in said park. The creatures we safeguard are anomalous, to say the least. As for what we call them, they're varied beyond species. Instead, they have designations. Right. I've got it. Got what? What I'm going to call you. Persephone. I hate it. It's for my benefit anyway, so I can address you. I don't like it, it's too long. Fine, 
you can have an abridged version. How about Seth? I mean, it's shorter. Still don't like it, though. That's settled. Seth it is. Voila. Welcome to Tartarus. Tartarus Episode 1, Terra Incognita Part 1, was written by Kitto Madrill and Millie Hall. Produced and directed by Kitto Madrill and Janet Lala Hamblin. In order of appearance, the narrator was voiced by Ollie Jupiter Gibb, Bree Lake by Millie Hall, Officer Cullen by Peter Gialakas, Ellis by Ara Collins, Vice-Chancellor by Talia Moore, Students 1, 2 and 3 by Arthur Greenhalgh, Rihanna Lund and James Morrissey, Officer Cullen's Daughter and Viola by Janet Lala Hamblin, Kylie by Rose Brown, TV Presenter by Oliver Cuenca, Yolanda by Clara Melajeva, Pilot by Yan Chan. Original music by Russ Evans, with sounds and editing by Janet Lala Hamblin. Logo by Sky Blue Scott Moon, and promotional artwork by Marco Drago, Bree Madrill Manda, and Richard Jeffers. Additional sounds and music from zapsplat.com and soundjay.com. Thank you for listening. This is episode one of four to be released in 2021.